Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to Thursday show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, let's go around the room. By the way, thank you for being here. You could be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. And let's first go over to this guy. He's known for editing video for our show when we talk, but his favorite thing to do might be spilling the tea on Lunchbox. <laughs> nice. I like that. Here he is. Producer Eddie. Guys, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. So when I go to we the know. grocery store, I like wear, I like wearing headphones and listening to music while I shop. Well, I couldn't find my headphones, so I borrowed my son's AirPods. I've never used AirPods. I put them in. I get my shopping cart. I turn my music on, and I can hear the music, but it's kind of faint. I'm thinking, like, my kids are so dumb. Like, their ears are dirty or something because these things really aren't working that well. But I turn it up all the way. I can hear a little bit, so I shop. People are staring at me, and I'm just like, I don't know what they're looking at. I get to the counter to, to uh, check out. And the lady goes, can you please turn your music down? And I'm like, what are you talking I take my, my ear pods out. And like, they weren't even connected. I was playing music from my phone super loud across yeah, the whole grocery buddy. store. That's an old thing. Like an idiot. Yeah, that's an old thing. Have you done that before? No, but I've seen like 80-year-olds <laughs> do it on the airplane <laughs> when they can't figure out how to do their Bluetooth. I'm so dumb. That's so funny. Dumb. What were you listening to? Do you remember? Like, also, I, dude, I was like, I went shopping for thirty minutes. No one said turn that off except the the lady at the checker. And you saw people looking at you. I was just like, okay, does he know that's happening? What Eddie was like, people are so mean to me now on the roads. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, nobody will let me in. Turns out oh, his yeah. blinker was broken. Yeah. Oh crap! I'm getting old. Yes. I'm doing all the old. Yes, you're stuff. doing all that stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, next. Whereas confidence comes from remains uncertain, and you never know what each day will bring with this next person. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody. Let me tell you something that sucks. The glass onion, the follow-up to Knives Out, it's so stupid. Like, Knives Out was overrated when it came out. I like Knives Out. Oh, it's so overrated. Like, it was so hyped. Like, it was going to be so amazing. Went to it in the theater with my mom and my wife, and we're like, that's fine. So Glass Onion's out. And I'm like, oh, let me check it out. It's on Netflix. Let me check it out. 
It started out pretty good, then it just got so dumb. Movie or movie? Oh, it is. It's just the movie. Movie Mike, did you watch this movie? Oh, it's just. Do you think Lunchbox is wrong? I think Lunchbox is wrong. He doesn't like anything that has any kind of imagination to it. If it's not completely grounded in reality, he doesn't like it. If it's mm. not on the nose, or you have to figure it. Yeah, like, that's stupid. I can't figure it out. I hate <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. I, I like the mystery part of it, but then the ending is just. Whoa, don't talk about the ending. Don't even allude to anything happening in the end. It, no, I'm saying the first half. The first half, the mystery part is great. But no ending talk, because Amy does this too, and, and she'll accidentally spoil something. Eddie, did what? you see it? I didn't finish it. I watched about half of it and then kind of never went back. You didn't like it? No, I just wasn't interested again. It's just whatever. It was fine. The first one was great, though. Did you guys finish Last of Us? Never started it. But mm. Forrest and my brother tell me it's great. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about it, but it's, it's over now. Good, They've good, good. run the whole series. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch it. So you it think it's one. better than The Glass Onion? I haven't seen The Glass Onion, but it's a TV show versus a movie, so just different. Yeah. But you're saying overrated. What do you give it? One and a half Ooh. islands out of five. Right. She has fell victim to multiple scam alerts throughout the years, but this has ultimately led to many learning lessons for her peers. Here it is. Amy, everybody. I went wild with Magic Eraser around my house. Have you ever used one of those? I don't know what it is. Okay. It's got Mr. Clean on the front. You can buy them in a four-pack, and I bought a four-pack and thought, oh, this is going to last me, you know, six months. I went through the four-pack in one day. <laughs> what do you do? You can, I have I have a lot of white walls, and there's scuff marks everywhere on in the doorways, you know, when kids are carrying backpacks or shoes or different things that run up against the wall, or you have pets. And I didn't realize how many marks were all over my walls. And I mean, once you see one, you clean it, mm. and then you see another, and you go clean it. And then you go see another and another and another. And the next thing you know, you're all around your house cleaning up every scuff mark everywhere. And it's addicting and amazing. And I need to go get another four pack. You sound a little psychotic. Wow, right wow, now. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. And is it called Magic Eraser? Yeah. Yes. It's awesome. But here's the truth, guys. It's really so abrasive that it's just taking off whatever's on there. So if it's the wall, you're taking off the paint. No. That's what it's doing. Oh, yeah. My, well, oh, yeah. But my walls look fine. It sounds like you had a bad experience. No, I just figured it out because I'm like the first 10 times like, this is magic. I'm crazy. And then I read more about it. I'm like, oh, it's literally taking the stuff off. Like acidic or like sandpaper? Like it's so soft. It feels soft. But whatever co no, combination they use. I don't like the feeling. Use, I had to put a glove on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amy's like, no, no, it's all good. Except that it burns my skin. Yeah, it's scraping yeah. stuff off for I, sure. I put a glove on. So, but you like it. Magic eraser. Yeah, and then I have this white coffee table. I got stuff off of that. I mean, you could... Listen, it's addicting. We're listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it says magic eraser is a high grit sandpaper. Yeah, man, it's just mm. scraping off whatever. So the table, you're taking off all the no, enamel uh, on it. I, the table looks fine. No, She's okay. like, I did my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> right? From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he loves wearing Arkansas red, and after games, it's hard for him to go to bed. Bobby Bones. Thank you. That's yeah. a good one. Okay, here's the update on Stanley and his two surgeries because I have something to say about it. Both his legs have had torn ACL ligaments in his knee. The other one, he's 90% back, the one from six months ago. The other one from like a month ago, he's doing okay. But did you know there's dog rehab? We happen to have one half mile from our house. Never heard of such thing. We were looking up dog rehab, like things that we could do to him, like from YouTube, to get the his just surgically repaired leg, kind of uh, more range of motion. Mm. And there's a dog rehab. Like physical therapist Yes, for dogs? not for drugs. He's good right, on that. Right. He's not substance yes. abuse. So we call him and they say, well, he has to be, we called him like as soon as surgery was over. So well, he has to be like a month out. So we finally took him in. They have dog underwater treadmills 
like you see athletes doing. Oh, wow. He's so cute. We took him in. He did this little, like, obstacle ladder course to see if he could lift his leg up enough. And I asked the guy, I said, how did you get into this? Like, dog rehab. I've never heard of it. And he used to work in sports medicine for humans. Did he get banned from that or something? No. He was like, I don't like working with athletes anymore. They were too whiny. <laughs> that makes sense. So then he then he started, st- and, and now does animals. Wow. Never heard of such a thing. They also said, and I kid you not, that Stanley was the best behaved bulldog they've ever had as far as bulldogs go. Aww. You sure they don't tell you? Not yeah, sure of that, Eddie. Okay. Yeah. But he rolled over on his side. They were like, we can't get bulldogs to roll over on their side because he has to do like muscle, like feel his muscles. And Stanley was like, oh, he just laid over and let him do it. And he was like, we've never had a bulldog do this before. Wow. And Stanley was like being all good and stuff, <laughs> which kind of irritated me because I went in and I was like, he's kind of out of control sometimes. And Stanley was like minding and they because I can, now I can teach Stanley. I've taught him how to like speak and he'll be like, rrr, rrr. He was like doing all the tricks. Like she was like showing off. Wow. Mm-hmm. But he's on the road to recovery. But more so, I didn't know there was dog rehab places. And there's one um, right down the road from my house. That's cool. It, it serves like three different things. There's also a vet in there. And maybe it's like Uber Eats where they go, we're Johnny Supreme Pizza. But it's really a gas station that makes pizza. <laughs> and they name it something. Yeah. I, I don't think that's it. But it's pretty cool. So if you have a dog that's been injured. See if you can have a dog rehab in your town. No idea. All right, that's it. Thank you. It's time for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I heard you talking about something similar to what's happening, but my daughter's a little older. She has our first real boyfriend. She's 15, he's 16. He comes to our house a couple times a week after school. My husband, her stepdad, works from home and is around them more than I am. They cuddle on the couch while watching TV, and my husband makes comments to me about how it makes him feel uncomfortable. Again, she's 15, he's 16. I feel like it's innocent, and they're just being teenagers. I've tried to explain to my daughter how it makes my husband feel, but she just replies that they're not doing anything wrong. Any advice on how to smooth the situation over? Sincerely, mom caught in the middle. Mm. Yeah, this is easy. Tell him to go to her room. And shut the door. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's messed up. That'll be messed up for you. <laughs> you want to go, Amy? You have a 15-year-old daughter? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to picture her cuddling on the couch with somebody, and I'd be like, okay. She did watch That part, it. though, seems weird, though, too. You just let them cuddle. Oh, but I had friends in junior high and high school where their parents, were they uh, the stuff they did in front of their parents, like, uh, it was crazy. Uh, I guess I never had a girlfriend, so that's why it seems so foreign. But I would—I can't imagine cuddling, or I guess just having a girl like me. Then that's right. what I started imagining. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, when you made that joke about sending them to the room or whatever, like I'm like, oh yeah, I knew parents like that, which is wild to me. But I guess I would just say, hey, like, I, see, I feel like if you're like no cuddling, then it makes them want to cuddle more. So somehow they need to have like, like. Before. Well, it's a boundary type thing. <laughs> like, if, if, how can you cuddle from far away? If it's really about the stepdad, you just got to make sure he's not around when they do it. Now, it sounds like she's fine with it. And if the mom's right. fine with mom, it, and even yeah. the stepdad's fine with it, but he's uncomfortable seeing it, then you just got to separate those two. And if he's there, you can't do it. The mm-hmm. end. Or, it makes him feel bad. And if he's not, you guys cuddle away. But I wouldn't say it like that. Like, look, cuddle away, because yeah. then that means... That's a green light. That's yeah. That, I mean, you get to do more than cuddle. But if it's about making the stepdad not feel uncomfortable, then they just can't do that. That's the rule. It's the house. It's the adult's house. So don't cuddle like that. You can sit by each other, but there's no cuddling while he's there in the house. I know it works from home, but he doesn't want to see that. Or if he's in his room, 
When that door opens and he comes out, get away from each other. So stepdad needs to say something like, hey, separate, separate. No, he shouldn't <laughs> be put in that place because then he's, you're making him the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But it is his house and he's the one there. Yeah, but you sh- he doesn't deserve to be the bad guy. Sure. Because he feels uncomfortable. It's his house. That's why he did. something in your house, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, you just stop it. You own the house. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Separate. Ah, ah, I'm gonna, don't make me put a board between you guys. Mm-hmm. I just walk by a every board. single time. Junior high dance. No cuddling. Stop that crap. And then three strikes and they're out. They can't cuddle at all anymore. That's true. If he sees it three times. But make it fun. Don't be mean about it because then they're just going to go somewhere else and cuddle. Make it fun. How do you make it fun? Hey, guys, separate. <laughs> like, hey, I don't, you yeah. can't do the separate thing. You can't? No, because, again, you're making the stepdad be the bad guy oh. constantly. And you're making him have to police it. When he didn't do anything wrong, he just feels uncomfortable. You have to police it. The mom police it for him. If he's there in the house or close, you can't cuddle. Mm. Just sit by each other. So it's on mom. The, yeah. Okay. You're the one letting him do it. You also got to be the person to go, hey, don't do that while he's there. If you want yeah. to cuddle, that's fine, but you can't do it while he's there. It makes him uncomfortable. This is his home. He shouldn't feel uncomfortable in his own home. You know what I mean? I see what okay. you're saying. Thank you. Right. Coming from the person that has no kids, by the way. Right. Yes. I like this. Separate! <laughs> I just don't want to make him the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I get and that it. kid, the sixteen-year-old, would always be scared of him because they, he only knows him as the person that's coming in, making them separate. Like he's always the bad guy. Man, one time I went to my girlfriend's house. We were in high school, and we were in the room, and I was just like braiding her hair, you know. <laughs> okay. And the dad Here walked in. Oh, dad yeah. walked in and just stared at me for like five minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna leave. No, now. I think he was like, how do you know how to braid her hair? No, he was gonna kill me. Or does. That stand for something else? Yeah, I'm going to Google that. Braid her hair. Nah, I don't know how to braid hair. It's braiding her even, hair. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, thank world? you. Morgan, if someone wants to reach out to us and send an email into the mailbag, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone, let's go over to Carol in Massachusetts. Carol, what's going on? So I just wanted to call, um, last week you were doing a segment that was um, like Good Decision Week or whatever. I think it fizzled out a little bit towards the end, but it prompted me to call you because I bought and read both of your books. And because of those, I um, was able to lose 50 pounds from exercising every day and just changing some lifestyles. And I changed jobs because I wasn't being valued at my other job. And just because of reading your books and listening to your show and the positivity that the studio brings, I was able to just kind of see my own self-worth. So I called to thank you all for that. Well, that's very kind of you to say. You know, I wrote those books and I was just kind of like, hey, this is how lost I felt, how lost I didn't know I was, where I kind of discovered my value and also where it's also like... I don't even really know still sometimes my value, so you never quite figure it out. But yeah, the week of good decisions, I got to say last week, guys, ended up pretty good. Good. I did a whole week of good decisions. A week of good decisions. I just tried to get myself back on track, meaning sleep, meaning nutrients, eating nutrients, not just crap because I'm in a hurry, meaning relationship-wise. And so when someone goes... My New Year's resolution is this. I'm like, I ain't never going to work. It's fun to just say. But you can't look at it macro. Like macro goals don't work. Like large goals don't work unless you have micro solutions, which aren't fun. No one wants to hear the tiny things. But you can't do anything big if you don't do the small things. You know, you can't play. You can't go start at quarterback 
in the game if you don't practice well. You're like, well, I'll, I'll play under the lights. Well, show me you can play in the daytime at 3 p.m. when we're practicing. So same situation. My goals that I set that are big are really just a lot of ladder rungs that I'm climbing up to get up there. And you got to hit every one of those. When I run, when I would run, I was training for triathlons. I hated it. I could not run the 10 miles if I just go, I'm going to go run 10 miles. Let's go. But I could run to that tree up there. I could run to that tree past that tree. I could run to that tree. And next thing you know, I'm three miles in and I'm like, oh, I, I can do this. And so, you know, I like to feel that my books are very practically written. I'm not going to win any Peabody or Pulitzer. Yeah. I'm not sure which one the book one is. They don't even I think the Pulitzer. <laughs> so I might actually win the Pulitzer. <laughs> but I appreciate that, Carol. I think, we you know, we try to be honest. And some days are good and some days aren't. And, you know, I did a week of good decisions. And it's, a week thank you. of good decisions. Got myself back on track for this week. And I hope you're doing the same. I'm glad to hear that you've decided to live a healthier lifestyle if that's what you're up for. And go get it. Attack. Go get it. Sometimes you'll have a setback, but that's okay. You know? Yeah, thank you very much. I do appreciate you all, just your honesty and with your relationships and parenting and all of it. It's just helpful and it's and we're thankful for that. Carol, you have a great day. We really appreciate you listening thank and calling. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. But I'll say this week, though, I don't have it calendared in as a week of good decision. A week of good decisions. I made a couple bad ones. Oh, oh. I tried to pop the zit on my head way before it was a zit. Oh, bad yeah. decision. You shouldn't try to pop it before it's ready because then it's, it just hurts. Yeah. And I feel like it's a second head coming off, but nobody else can even see it. Not at all. Plus and also because my hair is, yeah, I hate to say I have bangs, but you're right. <laughs> my hair is so long now. So it's like a week of medium decisions. This oh, week. Yeah. okay. So but I appreciate that call always. Thank you guys so much. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's a nonprofit in Virginia Beach called Connect with the Wish, and what they're doing for girls to help them get ready for prom is super cool. Girls ages 15 and older that are in foster care get a personal shopper, and they go around this room where all these hundreds and hundreds of donated dresses are, and they get to pick out dress, shoes, purse, jewelry. They have their hair and makeup done. This isn't even the day of prom. This is just for them to feel special and look good and know that this is what they get to look like when they do go to a dance. They even have a professional photographer there to take their photo. And then the girls get to keep their dress if they end up attending a dance. And if they do that, they'll also get cash so that they can get their hair and makeup done the day of and go out to dinner. I want to go to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really great. I just feel like that's next level. It's not like just girls yeah. walking in and, and, and picking out a dress, which is amazing, too, because that's something that they may not otherwise get. But they just took it next level. Yeah, I want to go to that. That sounds good. Hey, that's awesome. All those people to donate their time and their money to make people feel special. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I mean, this is, as they would say, savage parenting by Amy. Ooh. It's hilarious. But also, my wife could do this to me, and I would be like, dang, that sucks. So tell them what you did today. Well, so I had to gather all the remotes because I have heard when I... Because I'm already at work when... You mean controllers? Yeah, the, the um, yeah, gamer... A, yeah, it's called a controller, not a remote. I ha Oh, I took the remotes too. So you took TV remotes and the controller? Uh, yeah, stuff, whatever controls the PS4, whatever oh, controls man. the TV, and the little place, the, the, the game, like a Game Boy, but the... Uh -huh. What is that called? PlayStation? Portable? No, no, it's called a... <laughs> uh, 
No. You got it for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Whatever sure. that yes, is. Yes, yes, yes. You actually bought him all of these things. But at the time, the it was a great idea. And the, Go ahead. Okay. So I hear that getting ready for work is like, or school has been a challenge. Like, he's getting on the game. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to nip this in the bud. So when I left for work, I gathered everything. So, yeah, he's... She came to work with his controllers, the TV remotes. Wow. She's got it all here. They're all in the front seat of my car, everything. <laughs> and I I mean, and I did it. It was sort of like, ugh. I've just, I just was so frustrated when I heard that because we've had so many talks of like, hey, dude, you have to turn your lights off in your room. You have to get ready for school. You have to make your lunch. There's all these things on a checklist that must be done before we even turn anything on. Hilarious. So, But I would hate it if it were me because that could be used against me right now, too. Yeah, I could. She could totally take away your controllers. Yeah, she would just take the whole system, though. <laughs> what if she went out of town and took her controllers with you? i go buy new ones. Well, I would go immediately and buy new ones. And, I, and then, then what I would do is I would hide it, get other new ones and hide them in the house. Oh. So when she did it the next time, I'd have a backup. That's mm. so smart. Yeah. Funny you say that because I've thought about the dramatic unplugging like this he wasn't present for it you like, can even take the cable which is even harder to replace instead of the controller that's good the, pa- the cable oh, I shouldn't tell you this the ca- <laughs> no I've already I've, I have enough um, ways uh, tools in my toolbox mm-hmm. to calm down <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that because I don't want it to cause therapy later in life of like yeah one time well, my what's mom the difference? you just took every controller remote from not the house not in front of his face uh, but no, no, not from his face either. You just pull that cable out, the plugs from the machine, the, from the box to the plug, and then it's like, I have the cable, so. Right, well, this is where I'm sharing with you that there's been times in the moment where I've been, and it's been a thing, and I'm about to walk over and just unplug oh, everything. And, no, no, I don't. thought about it, well, but then I realized. You slam it. Pick it up and slam it. Nope, thought about that. <laughs> Get a fake one that's broken. Mm-hmm. That's not that's gonna, good. cheap for cheap. And then I might have up, one, Amy. You then, can have it. Then you walk in, you're like, I am tight. And you take that fake one, you smash it, and then you start kicking it, and then you pee on it. No. And you're like, and if you want this, there. <laughs> no, these are the things they no. will remember, and it's not, that's not the healthy Heck approach. Yeah, I remember that. No. That's cool, man. And I remember that in a good way. Like, I ain't ever messing with her again. No. She just peed on my system. Now I calmly say, hey, we can play video games, but we turn off our lights before. So did they know you took everything? Yeah. Or are they just finding out like right now? (laughs) (laughs) That's already in the mic. If they're listening, which I don't think they are, but I mean, no. Good parent, bad parent. Mm -hmm. Eddie. Uh, Amazing parent. I love it. Lunchbox? Great parent. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious too. I don't like it because that could happen to me. Right, correct. No, he's, he's probably walking all around the house right now. Like, he's probably flipping the couch stuff. cushions. But see, that's oh, wasting looking, more time, he's though. He's crazy right now. <laughs> he's like scratching himself. He's going, <laughs> yes, withdrawals. Yes, yeah. he's going through it. Okay, good parent, good parent, good parent. Yeah. Amy, you're officially a good parent. Good job, okay. Amy. We like it. There she is, Amy. Woo. Good parent of the day. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. 
Join the doctors, the researchers. Heck, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What'd you watch? MH370, The Plane That Disappeared on Netflix. Was it the Malaysian flight where they just don't know where it went? Yes. At all? They have, there's so many theories out there. And here's what I thought. I thought when I watched it, it's a three-part docuseries. And I thought, okay, we're going to get some answers. But... Eh, well, don't spoil it. it, though. Is this a spoiler where there's no answer? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, I think if there were answers, though, we'd know from the news, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, but- okay, set us back on, on what happened. Because what I remember is there's this flight, and they were flying over a lot of ocean. Yeah. And then it was just gone. So they took off from Malaysia at midnight or 1 a.m. or something. And then they were supposed to land, I don't know, somewhere in China at, like, 6 a.m. A lot of that is over the water. Big commercial flight, too, right? Like like hundreds of people? 239 or something like Crazy. that. Mm. And at some point over the water, not too long after they took off, the pilots sign off from communication because that's what you do, I guess, in the middle of the night. And so you hear the pilots say... Well, you go to sleep. Everybody goes to sleep? No, 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 no. It's like TV in the 70s. They play the national anthem and it just shuts off? Your your radar and everything's still supposed to be on, but I guess you are like, okay, good night. And that's the last thing you hear the pilot say is good night. And then... Boop, 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 suddenly they disappear off the radar and that should not happen like there's no that they'd never experienced anything like that so the malaysian like air control all the people in charge of that airport they get calls in the middle of the night they go up to the airport everyone's confused trying to figure out what happened and yeah it's wild to think that this these families just lost all their loved ones on that plane and they still don't have answers two things i want to say number one is eddie and i are flying to des moines later to watch Arkansas basketball. I don't like hearing plane crash stories whenever I'm about to fly on a plane. Well, yeah. the thing is, how do you know it crashed? I don't, or planes disappearing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on Des Moines flight 1111 and all of a sudden we're gone. I don't okay? want to disappear either. Right. So yeah. that's one. Number two is that show where the plane disappears and shows up 10 years later. And Manifest. All, like, mm-hmm. what if that plane just all of a sudden came back in five years and like, they're like, oh, we're back. That's a good, and all, we're all older. Yeah, and weird. they still think it was their six-hour flight. Do they think that weather, aliens, like what's the theories here? I've seen so many conspiracy theories on this. Uh, I what's the big theory? I don't recall weather or alien, aliens. Um, what else is there? One of the big theories was that there was something on that plane or cargo being delivered somewhere and someone didn't want oh. that happening. And so okay. take what you want from that, which seems really, really scary because you have all these innocent people that are just trying to... I mean, there was uh, mothers, children. Like it's so. They the, some of the family members were a part of the documentary, and it's just so terrible. Like this one man, I felt so bad. His wife and children were on the plane, and he was supposed to meet up with them at the next stop, and then they were all going to be flying together, and they just never 
arrive. And is and it the they- ocean is so big you can't find it then? If that's what happened, How or do you the not find anything, right. like all the seats float, right? But well, it's the ocean, bro. I know. Really but, I mean, big. Yeah. Did they find there any- pirates out there and sailors and stuff? Popeye. No one's finding the chair. Well, this one woman that is photographer that is, she says she has a really good eye for things. She feels what photographer though, doesn't. What photographer doesn't say they have a really good eye for things? <laughs> but she volunteered. You know how people on the internet, what are they called when they volunteer to solve crimes? What are the Idiots. Go ahead. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So right. she joined, like there was all these little bubbles of people across the world that were rallying together online to try to solve this mystery. And she claims to have found parts in the water that look like it. But, but from pictures? Like satellite images? Yes, satellite. Oh, and so she could zoom in. Could be. No, she feels like she found very specific parts of the plane. But then again, she said she really couldn't get anybody to listen to her to go check it out. Yeah, probably because she's wackadoodle. I don't know. She seemed pretty... The plane floating? Nice. Anyway, I think officials, unless officials were involved in it. Okay, but that's the thing. At the press conferences and different things, families were like, what you're saying is not making sense. And also, you're not telling us anything. And why does this feel that, really That, to weird? me, feels like... Here's what the order I rate them with absolutely no knowledge on the subject. So total dumb yeah. dumb here. One, the government did not want something going from A to B. So you know what the government does? A, shoot it down. B, blow it up. That's one. Two, aliens. Wow, aliens is a two. Mm-hmm. Three, grab bag. Could be anything else. <laughs> <laughs> is that documentary, is it good? It's pretty good. I I had it I went on while I was like cleaning and doing things. It it kept me entertained. But then my son walked in and was like, "What's this?" I'm like, "No," because yeah. I do not want him to be scared to fly. I'm scared to fly. We're going to Iowa today. Uh huh. Well, I fly with him this weekend, and I had to like slam my computer down. Nothing to see here, kid. Yeah, that would scare him. Yeah, I could see us being on the plane, and then him being like, "What's going to happen? Is this plane going to disappear? Are we okay?" Because he already thinks what the end of the world's happening or something. What's his thing where he saw on TV like the news? And so we thought someone's like coming to the house or. Oh, there's been lots of things. So, yeah. Oh, oh it's so common that it could be one of 10 things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, he's a, his brain is always on high alert, which I think is just some of his trauma, like living in fight flight free. So we try to, you know, make sure we do our best to keep him like away from Like you think that Russia's going to bomb us or something is what oh, it was. Oh yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. That's I mean, one of them. Oh no. He wow. thinks we're going into world war three. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, I probably only shared a couple with y'all, but. In my mind, I'm like, well, there's every day we're kind of dealing with a new potential tragedy. My wife deals with the same thing with me. <laughs> yes. I'm being honest. Yeah, Y'all are very yeah similar. I mean, really, it is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Here are your top three songs in country music. At number three, Lainey Wilson, Heart Like a Truck. I got a heart like a truck. At number two, Bailey Zimmerman, Rock in a Hard Place. All this, but we're caught in between a rock and a that's a good one, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, the out of jam. nowhere, out of nowhere, that song's like, dang, that's good. Yeah. Number one, Luke Combs, Going, Going, Gone. Like a runaway southbound train, like an Arizona So here's this. I'm going to play the number one alternative song, and it's from Linkin Park, but it has Chester Bennington singing. Oh, wow. Who died. You remember him dying? Or no? Mm, Not really? Re- refresh my memory. Well, there were two leads of Linkin Park. There was oh. like Mike Shinoda, the rapper guy, Chester Bennington, the lead singer. Chester died. And so this was a track from an album in 2003, but they just released it 20 years later. And it's the number one alternative song, and it's called Lost. Linkin Park was massive mm-hmm. back in the day. For anybody that's like 25 listening, I don't know why you're listening. There are much cooler shows than us. <laughs> However, Linkin Park was... I mean, they were awesome. I was never a massive fan, but I could appreciate their big radio poppy songs. 
And also, I understood why people liked them. They rapped and sang. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Who did that? They had two different lead singers. That was so cool. <laughs> and then finally, the number one pop song. And this song's great. It's Miley and Flowers. I can buy myself flowers. Write my name in the sand. That's a jam. Okay. Those are your number one songs all across. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Reusable water bottles like tumblers are very popular right now. So much so they have a nickname, emotional support water bottles. So many women, they don't even leave the house without their Stanley hey, tumbler. don't be sexist. Well, or, some, or men, yeah. some men too. No, mm -hmm. adult men can have one <laughs> Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Eddie has some over there I right do, now. right here. I thought when I saw this story, they meant reusable water bottles like I will use, a plastic water bottle, yeah. meaning I'll use it three or four times, fill it up with the water in the oh. fridge. But I didn't realize they meant those. Which, if those have that many germs, how many germs my plastic water bottle <laughs> has on the fourth use? Yeah, Ugh. researchers swabbed uh, different parts of the water bottle, the spout, the lid, the straw, the squeeze top, everywhere. And it's got 40,000 times more bacteria than the average toilet seat. You know me. I always say toilet seats aren't that gross anyway. It's just your butt cheeks. And what do your butt cheeks ever touch? Yeah, nothing. Right. Pants. Second of all, stop swabbing everything. <laughs> Why are we swabbing everything? Why are we all around swabbing? <laughs> Also, Lunchbox has a water bottle in the studio. He's never cleaned once. It sits here every day. Well, he no, claims I, he has some blue light on it that he pushes it, cleans it all out. I don't believe it. I do clean it. I hit the button and it says, boom, kills 99.9% .9 of the bacteria. Look at it. Then, blue light going now. Ooh. Why don't we have a blue light just on the wall then we walk up to it and let it clean us? Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm just telling you, I don't think that works like he thinks it works. All right, what else? Well, they're swabbing it to remind people uh, to, to wash it. Stop swabbing everything. If you All wash right. it regularly, you're good. So if you want to come to work in a better mood, I have an easy thing that you can do. Drive nice. That's all you have to do. They say it will cut down your work stress by 40%. And if you're wondering, what does drive nice mean? Well, you can let someone into your lane. You can wave hi to someone at a stoplight. You can avoid tailgating. And... You can just be more patient on the road, Eddie. Yeah, I like that. No, that's me totally until somebody cuts me off. Then it's like, then I'm stressed for work. Do you feel like that was a targeted ad right there, Eddie? A little bit, like yeah. You're the only one that actually heard that segment. Amy never looks at me when she's talking about these segments. <laughs> like, that segment, it, you're the only person that's hearing this right now. It's We've now figured out targeting radio yeah. show for things that people need to hear. But uh, to counter what Eddie just said, if someone cuts him off, I feel as though he'll arrive to work less stressed if you don't react to the person that cut you off. If you decide to be like, you know what? They're probably having a rushed morning or a bad day. I don't know their circumstances. I'm just going to smile and wave. Then voila, it won't affect you. And you've cut someone off accidentally, occasionally. Yeah, my signal light wasn't working. Yeah. And I have I to know that. with a working signal light, actually. <laughs> accidentally. And then I go, oh, I bet they're so mad at me going like, that idiot. But yeah. it was an accident. I'm sorry. That's what's up. Have you ever just waved to someone at a stoplight? No. Yeah. I just realized that was one of no. the things I said. And I'm <laughs> That's like. creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi. I like wave people if they let me in. Like if, if, if laying a traffic. Right, 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 right. Morning. And it, thank you. But then I look and see if they saw me wave. And if they didn't, I get a bigger wave. And if they didn't, I put my arm out the, the, the window. And then if they don't, then I, then I put my head out. <laughs> Then I'm turning, it's like a dumb and dumber out of the side of the car. All right, what else? <laughs> Taste of Country put out the top saddest country songs of all time. According to them, we'll see if you agree. And at number three, Hank Williams, I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Like me, he's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very sad. It's so old, though. Nin- that makes me just want to get a beer. That it feels more black and white than it does reality yeah. sad. But yes. Yeah, it's 1949. Yeah. That's Eddie's birth year. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, buddy. What else? <laughs> and then in from 1975 is Willie Nelson, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. This is one of my top three, maybe top five favorite songs of all time. And I know it's sad. I just, it's just normal for this. Feels, this song's normal to me. Yeah, this man. This is my baseline. <laughs> it's not even that sad. You like sad, though. I love sad. And I don't know I hear this and go, I'm just so sad. There are songs that really kick me in the ad sad. These are like just generally sad. This one makes me want to get another beer. Well, I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> Sorry to get a buzz now. Like songs that don't make you feel like they're going to be sad and then hit you with sad out of nowhere. Tim McGraw, don't hate the girl. Sad at the end. Yeah. Um, George Jones. Uh, is that number one, by the way? No. It's not. How was no, that? No, number one will kick you in the... Mm-hmm. Oh. It, uh, or the other one is Reba and Brooks oh, and Dunn. Oh, gosh, yeah. Cowgirls Don't Cry. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because the whole song is about her and her dad and him being like, get up on the horse again. Cowgirls Don't Cry. And then at the end, he dies. Spoiler alert. And she's like, cowgirls don't cry. And you're like, oh. Uh, like that to me, sucks. where it walks you somewhere and then sweeps your legs out sad, like real life. Those are the most sad ones. What's number one? Well, Vince Gill started writing this song in 1989 this after is, Keith is, Whitley died. Yep. But he didn't finish writing it until 1993 after his brother died. And that, that alone right there gives me all the feels. And it's go rest high on that mountain. That's a very sad song because you know it's played at a lot of funerals. Vince played it at the Opry last week Mm. because somebody had passed away. Uh, I don't remember the story. There was was like a drunk fight. There was a fight. Yeah, right up there in front of us. Weird. That's kind of distracting. Yes. And so, but yes, that song is so sad. But still, he stopped loving her today. That's a sad song. Because you know why he stopped loving her? Uh, she died. He died. Oh, he died. That's yeah. right. I gotta go back and listen to yeah, that. That means he just loved her so hard. Yeah. So hard. And the only time he would stop loving her is if he couldn't anymore. So, he stopped loving her today. <gasps> mm. That George and Tammy show on Showtime, when they do that scene about this song, you guys haven't seen it, right? No, I have not seen oh it yet. Oh, my God. I'm going to, though. I, I don't think I have Showtime anymore. I don't. Something, I've already I went... asked two people for passwords, and yeah. it's not working, so... <laughs> And I'll I refuse it. to give you mine because that is not right. what someone of integrity does. No, I think they're smarter than that. They're not letting it work. I might leave it written on a piece of paper after the show, <laughs> but I have nothing to do with that password and you having it. Yeah, it's if deal. you find it, you find you it. Find, <laughs> yeah, hey, you find it, you'll find it. All right, Amy. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a dog resort. And it's in Seattle's Lake City neighborhood, and it caught fire. Now, what's in a dog resort? Dogs. Bunch of dogs. I would think, yeah. Yeah. So, employees at all the places around saw it, and they weren't going to wait for the fire department because they knew they had to get those dogs out of there. So, PSR Mechanical is one of the places. They started running out of there, into the place, grabbing dogs. There was also a Mexican restaurant, and everybody ran out of that and started to grab the dogs. In the end, they saved 60 dogs. Oh, wow. wow. Not a single dog died in the fire. No humans were injured. The, the place didn't do well. It didn't bounce. You know, it was, it was very <laughs> hard. It's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But no humans or dogs died because everybody jumped into action and ran in and just started grabbing all these animals and pulling them out of there. That's some bravery. 
to run in after a dog you don't even know? Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, that's a pretty big fire. Stanley, you good, buddy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. For sure, I'd run in. Great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for the speed corny. Amy gives us one corny. We have 15 seconds to figure it out. Ready, guys? Come on. Yeah. And action. The morning corny. Why did the chicken go to the gym? The gym. Workout. Lift. Weights. Lift. Weights. Foul. Foul. Uh, chicken. Cluck. <sighs> Poultry. Uh, Poultry. Oh, oh, we're out of time, guys. See, pull up, uh, ch- pull chicken, chick, foul up, bug, bug, pull ups. Time. Oh no, oh, uh, no, like pull up. <laughs> no, no. What is it? <laughs> to work on his pecs. Oh, oh it's pecs. Yeah, yeah chicken pecs. pecs. That was the morning corny. I, I thought when you what'd you say gobble or Google or what'd you say? I thought when you made some noise, it was you were getting there. That was just me being frustrated. It wasn't chicken noise. But the chicken's, <laughs> chicken's not really going to work out his pecs, though. That's but it's not, a pl- it's, yeah, it's not Eddie funny. is a okay, joke, buddy. Sh- okay, Sometimes I'm just mad. I know. Sometimes my wife, we, we, we'll watch like uh, Last of Us, the zombie show, mm-hmm. End of the World show, and she'll go like, well, that couldn't happen. Like something random and normal. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a whole show about zombies. Everything's fake. fake. And she's like, but they don't act like that part's real. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It's like watching Batman with her. We watched that Robert Pattinson, and she's like, why is he a superhero? I'm like, what do you mean? What does he do that's super? I don't know. He like salt fights crime. Well, cops do that. <laughs> okay, but what's his superpower? Well, he like uh, fights. Um, okay, there are a lot of people that can fight. Well, he has he has all this equipment, so he's rich. Yeah, pretty much. And at the end, I'm like, you're right. He's not <laughs> yeah, a superhero. That's it. He's just a rich guy. <laughs> all right, thank you. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, walk me through what happened to you. You know when you're in a parking lot, it's like Christmas when the car in front of you 
is not is no longer there. So you instead of backing out of the parking spot, you get to drive straight through. I don't like backing up. You know, so I was so excited about driving straight through. So I start to do that. Obviously, I proceed with caution because, you know, parking lot, drive slow. Cars could be whipping in the spot, which is what happened. But I'm already halfway through, like about to leave. Like the belly of your car is halfway over the line. Yes. You're almost nose to the back end of the spot. Yes. Got it. And this guy is pulling in. Obviously, I get it. He, he, it's his. He's, he's thinking he can park there, but he encounters me, and then he won't. He won't move. And I'm thinking, I'm already like, dude, just back up a little bit, and I can be yes. on my way, and then you can park. Yeah. In fact, you can probably pull up and have the spot I had, and that way you can just whip right out when you're done and you get to leave. He did not care to think that way, and we just stood there like. Just staring at each other? Yeah. I was like, like, who's going to move first? Yeah, I was like, surely he's going to move. How long do you think? I thinking, well, <laughs> it probably was not that long, but to me, it felt like five minutes. Okay. Because I just thought, why is he not backing up? This is so bizarre. Like, if I were to pull in and see someone was already doing that, I'd be like, oh, okay, one sec. I'll back up. What if there's no other spot? I was there first, but I also understand I might be in the wrong. That's why I'm bringing it to y'all. And I, I don't know if I was being ridiculous or... If I, or if he was, was he old, young? I don't know. Probably same as me. Medium. Mm-hmm. What are we? Are we old? We're or medium. Young? We're medium okay, at this point. Was, okay, he was medium. Eddie, you have a question? Yeah. What, was there someone behind you? Like, was someone trying to get in your spot once you already went forward? No, not yet. Okay. And it, yeah, that and, would have been quite the predicament. And you were just yeah. driving through to the. Okay. Yes. Okay, and I, okay. Was okay. I already know my stance. Let's almost, go around the room here. Yeah. Lunchbox, you go first. <laughs> this is happening. Whose side are you on? Amy, listen, you're a terrible driver. You do terrible things on the road and parking lots. But you're absolutely in the right on this one. Everybody, when the parking lot parking spot in front of you is open, you pull through. The guy just needed to back up. Because what if you start backing up? A car comes from behind. Then you're stuck between two cars. That guy was in the wrong. Amy wins this hands down. Wow. That's weird. Eddie? No, 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 Amy, you're looking for convenience here. Like, your job is to back up out of your spot like everyone else in that parking lot, but you happen to get lucky, you went forward, and it bit you in the butt. There's a car there. It needs to come forward and park. You should have backed up out of there. <sighs> One-to-one. Okay, well, so well, far, I'm on both sides of them now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Was the parking lot full? Ish. But Not- there, there were other spots? Yeah. Okay. I feel like the guy... Maybe what was weird about that is I would have thought if somebody was doing that to me that they were just driving all the way through to leave, not just to park. So I'm surprised he didn't back up just to let you like drive out of the spot even. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, but you don't know that. I mean, you can't communicate. She could easily just be pulling up to park there too. Ooh, good point, Bones. I didn't think about that. Because there's some cloudiness there. Is she trying to park in that spot or drive through? I mentioned that. No, no, no. But he doesn't know that. Yeah, I know he doesn't know that. Through the staring and all that. He doesn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with you should have backed out. Oh, God. Now I feel bad. But he had no idea what you were doing. He didn't know your intention. He wanted that spot. He thought maybe you were just going to sit and hold that spot. Okay. Well, guess what? I did lose. I I did back out, so I did lose. (laughs) Okay, good. But, That's good for you. But you stalemated him and then backed out? Oh, I wouldn't have quit. Why didn't even you if I know I'm wrong, Oh, no. Even if I know I'm wrong, I'm digging in. And I'm like, I know I'm wrong. I'm about to be even more wrong, but I ain't losing. But you should have. You, you did right. Okay. You, in the end, you did right. All That's right. right. That's not your spot. There's a line there for a reason. 
that line is supposed to be an, a barrier, <laughs> that's okay. right. an indicator. Actually, that's a very valid point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, otherwise, what? it would just be a straight through spot, right? Or an arrow. Yes, you go on through. It's a driving lane. <laughs> okay. I, hey, I can admit when I'm wrong. Did you make a big deal out of it, though, when you backed up? Were you like, ah, throw your hands in the air? <laughs> no, I wasn't like super dramatic, but I was like, Ugh. did you give him the bird? No, <laughs> I have never given anybody that because never. I never. Oh, I've, I've never flipped anybody off in a car. No, never. I haven't either. When's the last time you flipped someone off in your car, Lunchbox? A uh, week and a half ago. <laughs> See, not that long ago. No, 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 but it was his fault because uh, uh-huh. I'm in the middle lane and he's in the right lane. He's on his dumb phone, looking at his phone, cuts over into the middle lane. I honk. Do the brights, and then he goes over to the left lane. Nice. No, no, no. And then he gets back over in the middle lane, back over the left lane, and I honk again, give the bird. But why give the the bird? Because he's on his phone. I get it. Just get get out of the way. (laughs) Right. Get out of my way. No. Okay, go ahead. And here's the bad part. My kids were in the car, and I pull up at the stoplight, and he comes up on my left, and I have the windows down, and he rolls up next to me and starts clapping. He goes, are you freaking happy? But you and have I your said, kids in your car, and you're giving somebody the bird. They could pull a gun on you. Yeah, you yeah. could get shot. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I know that. I understand that, but I said, get off your dang phone. But I didn't oh say gosh. dang. Do oh. we think he made the end of the story up? Yes. Me too. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Lunchbox. No, what, what part do you think I made when up? When you confront somebody in per- with your kids <laughs> no, in the no. car. No, no, He pulled up next to me and started clapping. Like, oh, good job. Like I was some, he was acting like, oh, you're so brave. And I said, why don't you get off your blanking phone? Mm-hmm. I don't believe the end. I believe the rest, just not the end. Okay. You don't like, have to believe what, me. What, I was there. You can ask my kids. Well, what do you say to your kids about that <laughs> finger? Like, they do it all the uh, time now. <laughs> no, my kids said, dad, why are you waving at that guy? Okay. I said, he was on his phone. This is the wave you do when people make you unhappy. <laughs> Let's go over and talk to Maddie, who is in Texas. Hey, Maddie, you heard Amy's situation in the parking lot. What you think about that? Um, yeah, so I don't agree with you and Eddie. I actually agree with Lunchbox, which is very rare. Um, but that's not how driving works. It doesn't matter if Amy's in the wrong for pulling through a spot or not. She's in the spot. Like, you have to give the right of way to the person who's already there. It doesn't matter if she wants to keep pulling forward or if she wants that spot. Amy's already in the spot. Like... He has to let her do whatever she's doing. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, there's a line there for a reason. There are lines on the road, too, for a reason. Full lines, not broken lines. Again, I would have been upset. I agree with what you were doing. I just probably would have backed out to give him the benefit of it. Unless he had been eyeballing me hard. I've been thinking about this. (laughs) The harder he's eyeballing me, the more irritated I'm going to get, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd rev the engine a little bit. And then I would stalemate, too, and I just wouldn't move. And then when he back off, I'd get out too. And just, yeah, it's not good to get me in a competitive situation. Oh, but definitely not. Yeah, I hear you. It's there's nuance to it. That, totally, that's the perfect. Yeah, word. there's nuance. Yeah, and then we're in a land at a time where nuance isn't accepted. But here we are. What does nuance mean? Um, it means little things here and there that change it. It's not fully black and white. Got it. Right, because like that's definitely this situation. When yeah. y'all brought up, somebody brought up the line. Like I drove over the line. Like if there's a curb there, I wouldn't be able to do that. You ever hear the saying, "You cross a line"? Yes. Yeah. Don't you don't want to cross a line? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, we, we're gonna do this envelope. So this is what's up. A year ago, Ray came to us and said, "It's a country music secret." And he goes, "I hear this couple's getting divorced." And we're like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." And, I'm going to put an envelope. Did you like date it or something? I did. What's the date on the envelope? 3-15-2022. So we're a year and one day after Ray put this in the envelope. And you said to us, on what? 
said that I was given inside information that a couple's getting a divorce. It's been kept on the DL. Not Nobody knows about it, but everybody in the industry knows about it. So it's shocking it hasn't come out. No, it has a, it's a year later. And so I told Ray, we can't just open it and just be reckless. But I said, I will look at it. And if I don't feel like we're going to get sued, then maybe we reveal what he thought he knew. And he was wrong about, by the way. He was wrong. So do you want to bring me the envelope? Yes, I'm going to have Abby bring it. Finally. Here I've been comes waiting. Ray, here comes da, 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 da. Well, well, I guess we're not married. No, that's good. They're, they're not getting divorced. They're wedding music because they're not getting divorced. So it's great. Good point. Yeah, they're man. renewing their vows. This thing hasn't been opened in over a year. Daddy, wow. make sure the camera doesn't see this. I got you. Just don't face it forward. Well, that, he doesn't know which way it's facing. Well, I do feel plenty. <laughs> oh, it's it. I it, see what you're saying. Yeah, it's in the envelope. Wow, I'm so glad they figured things out and didn't get a divorce. Yeah. Oh, that, oh yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is a strong My couple, My hand too. is in the envelope. Amy, I'm just saying things. <laughs> like, their love is what love is all about. Uh-oh, that's a weird reaction. I don't like this face. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, one. <laughs> <laughs> one, I never heard this, and I kind of know the person. I think you just received inaccurate information. I know, and I honestly will go to my source and I'll say you're never going to tell me stuff like that again because I did tell the whole world and it was wrong. I can't share this right now, though. What? You know the person really well? I would say pretty well. <sighs> I've had less than five dinners with them, but more than two. Oh, wow. If I have to think. So like four. Like, 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 um, cat, like not just... I'm trying to be careful with my words. Not just professional, but social. Yes. I got you. We're friends. It's a, I'll say this. It's a guy. But both... Did you say both were famous? I do not believe I ever said that. Because that's definitely not the case. Let me take a look at it. Nope. What do you mean? That wasn't the deal. Well, I'm just... That way, me and you can be... In... Do you want to see it, Amy? No, no, no. I just asked. No, you'll, you have a big mouth. No, I don't. You do. You do. And you'll spread Actually. it. Here. Careful, the cameras. Have you ever heard that? Oh. Have you heard, have you heard that? I, I feel like I feel like I did, but I was say I heard it from Ray. Yes. Oh, he's like, telling everyone. Uh, no. He was also telling it as he was like, "Country music <laughs> but secret." I, but I never knew that. I'm trying to think who said. Somebody in the glass room one time alluded to like, "Oh." I, be careful, because you do spoilers all the time. That's all. <laughs> she stops talking. Right, I don't think it's true. And, and right end, now, yeah. I don't think we can say it, but we can at some point. Just not right now. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to be right. It's I like your stuff. Okay. Far, far away. <laughs> I from didn't that. want to be right. Yeah, you did. It's like sometimes you just send in bullcrap to get on the air. Not that. And the person that told me it, I'm getting a divorce from them. No longer friends. Okay, that's fair. That's the divorce we're going to say then, Ray, wow. and whoever told him that. Well, so why don't you just say who told you that? Well, divorce. He's married to Bay. No, well, just only one person really, or a couple people know who she is, so okay. she's part of the... I'm sorry, Ray, that, that is so inaccurate that I cannot <laughs> no. share. Okay? Yes. What do you say? I, I have no No, idea. she's like one of our side friends, so they know who she is. You guys you got a even... side friend? Oh, You're yeah. hiding from your real oh, friend? <laughs> On a deal? <laughs> so we all are side friends with this person? You don't know her. Okay. It's a very exciting day because the NCAA tournament starts today. Oh, yeah. Well, for, for me, it's very exciting. Three and a half hours or so it starts... And rock and roll, I guess, unless you're on the West Coast and like hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes or so it starts because you're hearing this later. But I'm going to go to Iowa, watch Arkansas play tonight against Illinois. It's 3.30, though. 3.30. So it's not really tonight. But Ray, the crazy weather guy. What's your name on, when you do the weather? 
Crazy Ray, the weather guy. Thank you. He's going to do the weather force coming up in a second because I'm hearing it's a little dicey up there. Oh, really? Oh, we haven't no. heard from Crazy Ray in a long time. Oh, yeah. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Making your bed is a vital part of the day if you want to be successful. Now, here's the thing about that. And I'll read you the story, but I'll give you the real reason as well. They said the process of making the bed only takes a couple minutes and it leads to a more productive day overall. The study also found that bed makers tend to be more ambitious, type A, outgoing, and goal-oriented. This is from Architectural Digest. That being said, here's the thing. You make your bed, your day's not going to be better just because you made your bed. But people that make their bed have similar traits to people that do other small things in order to make big things happen. Right? You don't have somebody who is going through their day being extremely efficient, going at this at this time, this, I'm going to be most effective here. And then they're like, I'm going to leave my bed sloppy. Mm. It's just part of, of a character trait of somebody who task-oriented, goal-oriented, successful people always do the little things right. Because if you can't do the little things right, you can't do the big things right for the most part. So don't make your bed tomorrow and then get mad at me when your day sucks. Because <laughs> that tends to be what happens in my DMs. I made my bed today blue. Well, I, I, you made your bed once. Make it the rest of your life. And in that, you will learn to do little things. And some of those traits will carry over into other parts of your life. That's what it's about. Mm. What do you want to say? I saw oh. you raise your hand up over there. Well, because when I quit snoozing, I also started making my bed. And those were two things that had a domino effect, like you said, in other areas of my life. And I feel so much better when my bed is made. Like, it's amazing now. And I was never a bed maker. I just didn't see that as any, like, an important step. But like Bobby said, it's the first little thing that you can do where you're like, oh, Look at me. I did that. Now I can go do this next thing. It also feels awesome when you get into a made bed. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Instead of one where you like can't find the bottom sheet and it's all <laughs> up around your neck. And yeah. That part's awesome. Hugging is very important. A study of thousands and thousands of couples found that women are more satisfied with their relationships with partners who are affectionate with hugs. They want to hug all the time. Hugging, massages, holding hands is crucial to how the women in this study said that they were shown love. Experts say it's important that if a person is a hugger, that they also get daily hugs. You know, this just goes to love languages in general. And I really was always like, love languages? What is that crap about? But I'd never been in a real relationship until my wife. And she definitely has a love language, as do I. And just because I feel like it's a way of love doesn't mean she that's her main method of feeling love. She loves words of affirmation. She loves time spent. Like that to her is how she feels the most love. Probably because that's how she got as a kid, their family. I, on the other hand, and this is so stupid, gifts. Because I never got gifts. Never got stuff as a kid. So when somebody gives me a gift, I'm like, wow, they must really love me. And so we have this different love language. And it's difficult for us because it's not that she doesn't want to give me gifts, but that's usually not what she thinks about when it's like, let me show how I consistently and constantly love. Yeah. Hers is spending time together. And so we have to remember that the other person's love language isn't ours. Time is hard. And we, at times, I know she gets frustrated with me because I work all the time or when I'm not working, I'm like, I gotta somehow like just take it, take a few minutes for myself. And that few minutes turns into two hours playing video games. But it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's time. It's words of affection. I have to remind myself that. So hugging is probably their love language. Touch. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but I never even knew that was a real thing until I had a real thing, which is what's funny. You guys do massages? 
Yeah, I, don't, I rarely get them back. <laughs> you just wait, give wait, them? You massage her? Neck, yeah, and shoulders. Oh. She has like a neck and shoulder issue. Oh, okay. And so mostly it's when they're just killing her. And I come in and try to save the day. But I don't. And I do okay. But I go way too hard. I, I think it's like if the direction said cook this on 300 degrees for 30 minutes. If her neck said massage at this level for 30 minutes and it'd be right, I could try to go double for 15. Yeah. And then she's like, ow, 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 stop. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, so maybe I'm not the best in that way. But I totally get it. The, the hug thing is just another love language part. Touch, which is probably hers too. I just like gifts. I love a gift. Never got them. We're all shaped by the, 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 the things that affected us as kids. You also like to be spooned, but yeah. That's a gift from her to me. Okay. Well, yeah, me, yeah, me just by her, though. I mean, that was a little shot you yeah, took. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. I, I do like it. That's but no, I don't call it being spooned anymore. I call it hug me, please. <laughs> there you go. Get that love. Okay, next story up. You need to know CPR, they say, but not so much as you have to go take a class. They would like that, but they realize most people won't do that. So what they do is they do one-line lessons, basically. So while you should take the class, the two steps are, and it's only two steps, one. Call 911. Yes, first step. First step. And if you don't take a class, two is it's just the hands on the, like the sternum, ribcage part of it. Don't go mouth to mouth. I mean, I guess you can. They said they don't do that anymore. Right, but hey, listen, I guess you can. Hey, why not? What are they going to do? They're, <laughs> they're struggling. <laughs> they're unresponsive. Yeah, they, uh, but they say push hard and fast in the center of the chest until the person begins breathing or emergency medical services arrive. And you can do staying alive by the Bee Gees yeah. as a. Uh, Eddie's down. And I'll be like, all right, Eddie, we're going to go mouth to mouth. Eddie comes alive right then. He doesn't need it anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then I would think I would go one, two, three. But that's not the way to do it. No, because the heart beats to this. Do it again. Here we go. See, I'm worried, though, you'd forget and start dancing. I would. You see you know the scene in the office where they do this and everybody starts dancing? <laughs> Is that what they do? Yeah. That's from the American Heart Association. A monkey appears on a woman's porch in Oklahoma and rips her ear in half. Oh, what? my. Oh, Oklahoma. What? Oh, that's That's what I said, too. Oklahoma. Huh? Someone's pet monkey attacked an Oklahoma woman who called police for help, and then someone that she knew shot and killed the monkey. Oh, no. Everybody lost. Brittany Parker said she was sitting down, looking out a window, when she spotted the monkey. This is from KOKH. I took a second glance, like, oh, my God, there's a monkey on the front porch. I also would have opened the door. <laughs> you have I to. Would have, yeah, you got to say what's up to the monkey. That's no. worth the, the risk reward there. Totally. I mean, the reward, you get a selfie with a monkey that just showed up on your porch. <laughs> Dang, that would been awesome. So I also would open the door. The monkey was trying to get into her house. It broke off part of her storm door's handle. So a storm door for me would have been the screen door. Yeah. Like the flapping door yeah. outside. <laughs> she went outside. Officers were there. Officer got out of his patrol vehicle. The monkey jumped into the back of the vehicle. The monkey ran towards the woman, climbed onto her, and attacked. Mm. He crawled up my back, she said, yanked out multiple wads of hair, and then ripped my ear in half. And oh, it was just hanging. Oh, man. That was crazy. <laughs> she had to be like, what? What's happening? What, what planet are we on right now? Am I dreaming? A monkey showed up at my door? <laughs> and and now I just ripped my ear off? Yeah. A law enforcement officer continued searching for the monkey. They spoke with the monkey's owners, who also tried to catch it. They went back to the house and found that a family member of the victim saw it, shot, and killed the primate. Oh. That's from Yahoo. And you know what? It sucks that monkey was even held and made domestic, because it's not. Yeah. That's not domestic. 
go into a porch and rip someone's ear off. Mm-mm, they need to be in the jungle. That sucked. And then also, it sucks that person had to shoot the monkey. You know they didn't want to shoot a monkey. Mm-hmm. They didn't wake up that morning going, oh, I show up, a monkey shows up so I can shoot and kill it. Yeah. But that monkey was also in a bad place, and it had to be taken care of one way or the other. My uncle had a monkey, bit my mom in the leg. What happened with it? Went to the zoo. They gave it to the zoo, donated him. I hate they had to shoot that monkey. But who knows what other porch it had been on. Yeah, Maybe okay. even a deck. It could have got someone's Ooh. deck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and, and then a whole family comes out to play the monkey oh, and just ripping ears off yeah. like crazy. Like kids, I'm thinking. Ugh. When it comes to huge movie releases, you know, I don't want to go to the theater and watch a movie, but I love it when they finally get on HBO Max, Paramount Plus. I will watch a movie then, but usually only an hour at a time. That being said, I've not seen the Ant Man movies. I've seen most of the other Avengers movies, but the Ant Man movies to me always look a little dumb, so I haven't watched them. But now I'm totally in because. Ant-Man 3 is coming out and I don't even care so much but it's in the news because someone leaked the script on Reddit and so now they're going to the courts being like hey we did it. who did this can you please figure it out for us and they really just leaked like 70 pages of a conversation between I think Ant-Man and I don't know Cricket Boy I don't know who the other person <laughs> is in Ant-Man but that's what happened Marvel Studios has now asked a federal judge to help identify the people who released Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania the entire plot was posted by someone on Reddit. That's from Variety. Yeah, I wonder wow. how they get it, who it was. Was it someone inside? Were they mad? Were they doing it as a way to get back? Do they find it? So I, what's out now? Ant-Man 2? Oh, it is out. Okay. They released it even though it's out? Who cares? Why is this even going to court? Uh, Mike, is Ant-Man good? Yes or no? Hit me. Uh, probably the least good of all the Marvel movies. Why is this such a big story if it's already out? They're trying to stop them from leaking more movies. Because if they can do this one, they can do other movies. It that makes the sense. entire plan. So if they set the precedent of if you leak a movie and you don't own the rights to this, we will sue you. We yeah, will find to, you and sue you. Protect their further movies. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not as interested in that story anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ant-Man 3? I thought I knew a little something. <laughs> okay, trucker dash cam shows a ghost on an Arizona highway. Here we go. A dash cam... Uh, footage from a trucker driving through Arizona is getting attention. William Church was driving down State Route 87 and a bright glare shows up on his dash cam. He checked the footage. He said it shows the spirit of someone standing near the edge of the road. Let me look at this thing here. Church says no other cars were on the road. It does look like a small ghost, though. Like a person? No. Looks like a Casper, kind of. Okay. Like that little ghost shape yeah. with a little tail on it. Or it looks like a paper bag. You know how Morgan had a ghost or an alien or something on hers and it turned out it was just moisture? Or we think it's moisture? I mean, I'm looking at it, though, and as you, like, zoom, it almost looks creepy. Like that girl in the ring? Yeah. I never saw the ring. Mike, what do you think about this? You've seen all the pictures in the video. Any chance that that's a ghost? It kind of has, like, a bluish tint to it a little bit. Lunchbox, you see it? Yeah, and I thought immediately, man, that kind of looks like a ghost. But that looks legit. Okay, he's driving. It's 425 a.m. It looks like on the date of 311. All right, he's in the merge lane. Man, that's crazy. When, and when they show the actual like really? moving footage of it. Yeah, because it's not like the truck's going slow and it looks set up. Like, it's going full speed down the highway, middle of the night. I mean, it's... I mean, but also, how do we know that's not like a reflection of something? Yeah, but how do we know it's not a ghost? Or, True. Good point. Uh, oh. um, maybe <laughs> not easy. even, or just a, a... But it's on the road is the weird thing about the reflection ex- explanation. Okay, anyway, there's a ghost. We'll put it up on our Facebook page if you want to see it. There's a new favorite dog breed in the U.S., and it's not a lab for the first time in 31 years. At number one, the French Bulldog. I'm going to tell you right now, do not eat a Bulldog. I love my Bulldog more than life itself. Well, no, I don't, but I'd live. <laughs> but I do love him a lot. And... 
they're 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 not meant to be alive. They're they're bred in a way that's incestual at times. All their stuff was made to look cool instead of work. Yeah. Their nose. Their sl- Mine has had a ton of surgeries. Everybody I know that has a bulldog in any sort of way has had to have a ton of surgeries or a ton of work. French bulldog is at number one. Also. French bulldogs are so expensive too. This oh, lady yeah, those Gaga? are the ones that yeah. yeah keep getting people get you know killed over them. So okay. it's like it's the most popular, it's the favorite, but most people can't get them. Hmm. French bulldogs at one, labs at two, golden retrievers at three, German shepherd dogs at four, poodles at five, uh, regular bulldogs what? like mine at six. Where's yeah. Chihuahua? Not on here. I'm not a big poodle guy. No, yeah. me although either. I like the big poodles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what like are they the called? big dogs. It's the little ones, I guess, that I'm not a big fan of as much. But I like the big poodle. Well, yours is like a poodle-ish type, right? She's a labradoodle, so she's a mix mm-hmm. of those two. But yeah, don't, don't get a French bulldog. Unless you find one that needs adopted. Then I'm up. For, but I just wouldn't go spend your money, get one from a breeder. That you don't, oof. Gosh, and now because Bad of the news. demand, like I'm scared to walk it in public or something. Well, only one person got shot, but yeah. <laughs> no, there's been more. I would, I would leave it. I wouldn't leave it out. I don't know. Uh, that's the high-profile case that was talked about. There's more. You know the low-profile cases? <laughs> you know yes. more? Dang. Cases of people getting shot over a Frenchie? Yes. A uh, bungling burglar left his own birth certificate at the crime scene, finally. <laughs> a burglar who left his birth certificate and prison ID cards at the scene okay. <laughs> has just been jailed. <laughs> what a dummy. What a dumb dumb. Okay, there you go. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Movie Mike's Movie in theaters this weekend, if you love superhero movies like I do, check out Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Even though DC is hit or miss, Shazam! is one of their better characters, and this movie is kicking off their new phase. Also in theater is 65, starring Adam Driver. It's about an astronaut who crash lands on a mysterious planet, then quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth, but it's 65 million years ago, and he's not alone. I'm Movie Mike, and that's your movie report. Check out Movie Mike's movie podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time, and I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... 
U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we live a lot of our lives here on the air with you guys, uh, sometimes alongside you, sometimes we share stuff so you know, you'll get to know us better. Sometimes we share stuff because it relates and we think we can help. You know, a lot of different reasons. We've been doing this for a long time. Been doing this since, dang, 17, 18 years old. So I've been doing it for a long time. For, how old am I, 42? Yes. Yeah. So we do. We, we, <laughs> we try to share a lot with you for different reasons. And so that's what we're going to do here. And I would just rip the Band-Aid off and just go right at it. That's what I would do. Yeah, well, so we share a lot of our lives, and I know uh, listeners have walked alongside so much that we've been through. Um, both of my parents passing away, the adoption of children, uh, you know, the first year of the show, back in 2006, my first year on the show, I I got married. And, um, you know, I've been walking through something for the last couple of years that it's not a secret, but it's also something that we've kept pretty private so that we could heal as a family and, and take care of, of everyone involved. And so, yeah, talking about it right now isn't easy, but it feels right. Like this is the right time. And um, Ben and I, that's my husband. I don't talk about him much. He's always been a very private person. In fact, when I joined the show, he was in the Air Force and we we called him Air Force guy because he didn't want his name. We did? On the radio. Yeah, when we first uh, started dating, you were like... I should have picked a different branch though to not be so... Dialed in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yeah. He's in your Yeah. Place. So Ben and I are getting a divorce and this is something that was not made lightly at all whatsoever. Um, in fact, it's like I said, it's been the last couple of years that we've spent a lot of time just working towards what is most loving for everybody involved and um, really most true to the people that we've become. And I know from my childhood uh, and now as an adult how divorce is painful, stressful, it's emotional. Um, and so really the well-being of our kids and co-parenting and learning how to co-parent in a way to show up as the best uh, parents possible for our kids has been the top priority through all of this. And so I think... That's what we've been working through. And I'm honestly very, I'm very proud of how we've, as a family, navigated this whole thing. And I guess it's just, it's hard to, you know, say it. Again, it's not a secret to our people, um, but just now putting it out there just so I can show up authentically as myself in this in this new chapter of my life and nobody wants something like this to happen. I mean, honestly, I never thought it would happen in, to me and my younger self would have never allowed it. What you do know? you mean? Well, thinking back to 2006, my first few years on the radio and marriage, I remember so many topics would come up and I remember always saying divorce is not an option and listeners would even call in and they, they'd probably, they'd experienced more life than me and but again, I came from a divorced home, but I think that's why I was I, I held so tightly to that and ended up in a very legalistic um, environment for a long time. And I think I just, that was something that was rooted in me that I 
I couldn't see past. And I was like, that I will never do it. And I remember you in Lunchbox throwing out different scenarios about my husband potentially being in jail or doing this or that. What if a like, head grows out of his butt? Right. Like, we were throwing all kinds of stuff at him. Right. And I would be like, not an option. Right. We'll stand, you know, not an option. What if he killed 80 people? Nope. Nope. I love him. Not an option. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure it's that younger, my younger self that's been the most terrified of all of this. And so I have to... I have compassion for her and who I was then and, and who I was even six years ago. Like one of my dear friends went through a divorce and I didn't know how to support her. And that, I mean, that's what gets me right now. I mean, we've done the healing and in our own relationship, Ben and I both, and he's aware we're talking about this right now. And um, I think that's what I, I hurt for how I, didn't know how to understand what other people might be going through because the reality is you don't ever really know fully what someone is going through and I wasn't able to be there for my friend and I wasn't able to show up for her and we recently uh, in the last seven or eight months reconnected and were able to repair our relationship and I was able to finally see because what Ben and I have been walking through what she was going through and how I just, I think I, because I, I didn't understand it. I, I had some like, why can't you figure this out? Or a little bit of judgment in there that now I have fully released, thank goodness. And um, I'm thankful now that I'll be able to show up for people in a different way. Um, and we wouldn't be where we are today at all in this process if it wasn't for the love and support from our family and friends that have walked alongside us with no judgment and just such encouragement and support and wisdom and guidance from therapists. And um, I just feel like divorce brings up a lot of complicated feelings. Shame being the number one thing. And so um, that's what we've been working on releasing. And I feel as though we're finally there. We've released ourselves from any stigma and my hope in, in sharing this is really that anyone else walking through this type of loss will also be able to release any shame they feel around it because um, you're not alone in what you're going through. And so that is where we are and that everyone is doing well. I was gonna ask, like, how are you? It has been very, it is, <laughs> it has been very hard. But I'm, how am I now? I feel like we're finally on the other side. Like we weathered multiple storms at the same time, not even just this. There was a lot happening at once for our family that almost didn't seem like, how can this happen all at the same time? But now that we're on the other side of it, I see actually how divine each thing was. Like one of the things had to happen for the next thing to be able to happen. And then for the next thing to happen, like, and again, those are details that are close to, to our family. And But I say that to also, you know, encourage anybody else going through multiple hard things is to, sure, you have to process and deal with it. You don't, but, but just somewhere, somehow start to process, okay, what does this make possible? And don't waste it. Don't waste what you've been through and and linger in that hurt and pain. Like if you can process and heal, then you can get to the other side and see what what came from it. And for our family, so much has come from the last two years that actually we're now on the other side, better people.
What do you feel like you've learned about yourself? Um, that, um, I mean, resilient is a word that comes to mind, which feels weird to say about yourself, but, um, all of us, like, that were involved, like, there was a time in probably 2021 that I didn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I didn't fear for, I, I didn't think I would do anything to myself, but there were times where if I, I'd be driving down the highway and I thought, okay, like if, if I were to just get in an accident, that would be okay. You know, like it was that hard. So, um, resilient comes to mind because we persevered as a family. We showed up for each other. Um, we're a team. We've, Ben and I both are a team. Like we went to therapy about all of this and mostly just to a lot of co-parenting, but us trying to figure out what was happening and what where we were going to go and how, what we were going to do. And that was a year. We saw a, one couple's therapist for a year every week. A lot of those were two-hour sessions. Um, there was a season where I would leave work and I had therapy for other things that were going on in our life that last one of the things was intense, like five weeks, three hours a day. And that's where I would leave here and go do that. And it was, it was heavy, but, and I know there was a time where I was absent from the show during some of that. And like you said, you know, you've said many, many times before, if you're not in a right space, like go take care of yourself. You don't have to be here. So I'm thankful for that. I mean, this work, Play, this our work environment is is part of that that support that I'm talking about from family and friends and and again the, the the therapists like I say all that because it took work you can't just come out on the other side of stuff like that without really digging deep and it was it was heavy and it's hard to do stuff like that but we we came out on the other side and I feel as though I can see the the rainbow now, like the storms have passed. And I know in life I'll encounter more storms for sure. But what we've walked through, I just don't think now I'll grip so tightly to the umbrella. Like I feel like I just was holding on to it and I couldn't see the the rainbow. But now, now I just have different tools and I have different life experience that is now, um, I think gonna benefit me in this new chapter. And I'm, I'm a different, I'm just a different person from it all. Yeah, you've been through a lot. been a pretty heavy 18 months or so. Maybe two years. Yeah, I think back, I mean, it all, all of this is probably around 2020. And I know for a lot of people that happened to be the year that um, everybody's lives probably got a little crazy, but none of this has anything to do with COVID. It, but it all started that year. So it's just a lot. Well, I'm proud of you. I love you. We love you. And like you and I have talked about many times, not even on the air, a lot of people go through their version of this and you shouldn't feel alone, but I think it's something that can make you feel extremely lonely because you really don't hear a lot of people talking about it in a way like you do. We're not talking about it at all except saying this happened on to the next. Right. And this isn't, again, it's not something that was decided yesterday. This has been well over 
like at least two years, well over a year in this decision. Um, but we were we were taking care of our family first before it became a thing. And I think, yeah, I just want to be able to show up here in segments and like not have to yeah, to have to get have to over. dodge yeah. certain topics. And you know, Ben and I are both again in in a good place. Like I, when I say I'm I'm proud of us, I I really mean it because it it's not easy. And I hope that that's encouragement to anybody else going through something hard like this is that hopefully, and I know not everybody's blessed with two people that are doing the work and two people that are getting the healing and two people that are wanting to continue the work to make it right. Because if you're in this and you're the only one doing the work and the other person's not, I can't even imagine. Honestly, cannot even imagine. Um, And so my heart goes out to anybody that's in that situation. But I would hope if you're listening to this and you're in that and you may realize like, oh shoot, I'm not doing the work. I might be the person that's kind of making this super difficult. Um, my hope would be that, you know, us talking about something like this might be that nudge to to get the therapy, get the help, dig deeper, show up as a person that, you know, you can be proud of later that handled it well and well for your kids, well for your kids. Like that's like for the last year, we have kept the kids in our house and I know not everybody has this option and it's gonna transition soon. We'll both start to rotate a week on, week off. We're doing 50-50 custody. Um, and, but we had an apartment close by and we, the kids would stay in the house and we would rotate. So every week for the last year, we've been packing bags midweek and switching. And that was important for us to do that so the kids could feel like they were stable in their home. And now they're involved in the process of their dad getting a new house. And they, we drive by and look at houses and they're like, oh, can you get one with a basement? And, you know, so they're they're now involved and they feel like they've got a little agency over this as well. Well, they're also very lucky to have two parents that love them. Yeah, and we do very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm proud of you for talking about it. It would have come up. And you're right, we had to dodge some stuff. And... You know, it's got to be tough to come on and go, young me was kind of uh, uneducated and this version of me is better educated and I hope to help other people too. And that's what you did. And that's what you're doing. So, you know, I, I say it again. We love you. I love you. Uh, you know what? Worst things have happened to weaker people, but you'll get through this, be better for it and help others and help them get through similar things as well. I have no doubt. Yeah. Well, I'm able to come out and talk about it now because I feel like I am on that. Yeah. I've made it to that other side. It didn't seem right to come out any sooner than now. Well, and also there are things to our listeners. We love 95% of you. 5% of our listeners we can't stand. <laughs> but the 5% that want to get on social media and write like, Amy, we know, and like post stuff. There's a reason she can't share things that it can be legal. It can be kids. It can be. There's a reason, literally. And you're the reason we don't like 5% of you. Because you want to get online and be like, Amy, we know. We know we never see your husband in pictures. Amy, what does that even do? There's no reason. Amy's a real-life human being. Yeah, they, yeah there's just It sucks. Of- I would get so mad when I see people yeah. like, we know. Well, yeah, of course. I think people knew, but they didn't get online and be like, because their lives were so worthless, they got to get online and like put other people's crap out there. Maybe 94% of your listeners I like. 6% I don't. <laughs> but I get mad. But anyway, okay, Ray says we have to get out of this break. Which speaking of Ray, I thought he had my name in that envelope. So did I. I hit Amy this morning. I hit oh Amy gosh. this morning because we've been talking about this. We're figuring out when we could actually talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like legally. And and then the envelope happened to be today. 
And I texted Amy and said, what if your name's in the envelope? That's why we did the envelope first, in case her name was in the envelope. It wasn't her name. But I thought it was. <laughs> Ray, would you have ever done that? No, but man, I would have looked like a genius. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a genius. Okay, hold on. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Vero Beach, Florida. A man that had warrants out for his arrest also had a mess in his yard when the Homeowners Association sent him a letter, you need to clean it up or else. So he said, fine. So he started putting stuff in a pile and burning it, sending up smoke signals, big old flames. Fire department, police show up, run his name, and they arrest him for his warrants. (laughs) Yeah, we used to burn trash, which is not good to do, by the way, for the environment. But I understand you just can't burn it freely. Like light something on fire and go, everything should catch. We'd put it actually in barrels. You were in the country too. Like the middle of nowhere. That is also true. Yeah, he was in the middle of a neighborhood. And we also didn't have warrants. So if we did, because we had a volunteer fire department that would come and check and make sure that things weren't burning incorrectly and they would fine you. And we didn't have warrants out for our arrest. So he did everything wrong. Also, that's two fire stories in a row. Uh Can we make it three? Then we find one more tomorrow. Can can, Can we finish the week with all burn stories? Ooh, that'd be cool. I mean, I can look. There's a lot of fire. People well, love of, fire. Idiots love fire, <laughs> yeah. for sure. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Well, Amy's birthday's coming up. Oh, yeah. Woo! I know today's only Thursday, but did you know her birthday's on Saturday? I'm giving you guys a heads up just so you know. Yeah, I thanks, did not dude. know that. I forgot. I would uh, have no idea. <laughs> well, and I'll say this. No idea after, what, 16 years of... No idea. What, what day is Saturday? March what? The 18th. All right. But here's the thing. I'm not big on knowing people's birthdays. I don't expect people to know my birthday date. But I know Amy's because we've been together 16 years. April 2nd. That's you. Yeah, that's me. And I know that my wife took your gifts, well, for your birthday, too, to your house. Was it yesterday? Did she go over there? Yeah. To your house? But I just want you to know that was from me, too. Oh, yes, of course. No, I know you think it's only her. Because I was with, we picked it out together. We went through all the colors. Uh-huh. And she was like, which one? We did all of it. I just want you to know it's for me, too. Because okay. that's bull crap. That Where'd she's, you guys get it well, from? Well, hold on, because my wife is really cool, and she picks out cool stuff, and there's no way that Amy thinks I was involved. Which oh, I, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, wow, I would have never bought this myself. Well, neither, not, hey, neither would I. I wouldn't have known to buy it for you either. <laughs> right, because it's it's very mm-hmm. cool. But I just want you to know I was in on the process. Mm-hmm. Because I know I I don't need the credit, but I need the credit sometimes, you know? Hmm. I trust that. You're defending yourself a lot yeah. for something that well, you're I just not knew, accused of. Well, first of all, my wife went over to Eddie and I had to fly to Little Rock yesterday because we spoke at this event for a group called Vera Lloyd that works with a lot of kids, underprivileged kids, um, foster kids. And so we go to speak there. And my wife's like, yeah, one of the Amy's took her birthday present. And I'm like, did you tell her it was from me too? <laughs> she was like, yeah. I said, but you, did, you, did you say it where she would believe it? She yeah, goes, I heard you just assume y'all are in us. Yeah, you but are, I know what that means. That, yeah, all the, it's y'all. I know what that means, but... Just she so you guys you, know, you, you have tomorrow if you're going to celebrate Amy to celebrate yeah. Amy. I just got Eddie's birthday present in the mail. Hey, guess whose birthday's also coming up? Yeah, it's coming up. Mr. Spaghetti Eddie. When's right. yours? Uh, don't worry about that. You can figure it out. Ask around. March something. It's all, hey, everybody on the street's talking about it. Yeah, everyone. It, it gets to be birthday season here. I know. Yeah. Like back to back to back. Yeah, it's just like, whack, 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 whack. So happy birthday two days in advance, but I'm doing this so everybody knows tomorrow's your birthday. Saturday's your birthday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, 42. Hmm. Oh man! Yeah. Hey, can someone send me a text <laughs> on Saturday? Oh. You've been forty-two for a minute, but it's like, oh gosh, I just had a flashback of ten years ago when I made y'all do the Taylor Swift thirty-two music parody video. We moved here, yeah. 
Uh, to her song 22? Wow. Eddie, and you're what, 63? No. Next Only week? 44, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. You 44 old. years I can't old. I believe you guys are getting older. That's nuts. Okay, yeah. look. <laughs> I remain Peter Pan. <laughs> you do. That's it. Uh, I'm off to Des Moines, Iowa, hopefully to watch Arkansas beat Illinois, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.